it's time for uh, another wrestling podcast. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to episode 163 of another wrestling podcast. I'm Credo. I'm Minority Mike. And of course, I'm Angry Cooter. And each and every week, we're another wrestling podcast. Uh, guys, girls, children of all ages, anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. There's a lot of uh, shows on there you can check out, a lot of old interviews. There's a lot of stuff on there, so please uh, head on over there, like us, follow us, subscribe. All the links are up there. It's 2017, you know what to do. Uh, guys, uh, one thing that happened that's kind of you know out of left field, and I definitely didn't see it coming. I thought they were going to go with something different, but uh, we're out of Extreme Rules, and now Samoa Joe is the number one contender for the Universal Heavyweight Championship. Uh, what did you guys think about this? Did you think this is what they were going to do with uh, that ending? Oh, God, I had no idea that's what they were going to do, and that's what made it so great. A lot of us were actually thinking that either Joe or Bray Wyatt were going to actually take the fall on that match. So for Joe to win it, I mean, it just sets up the all-time dream matchup for me right now. Samoa Joe, Brock Lesnar, I could not be fucking happier with this. You know, I... Unfortunately for me, you know, I fall victim to uh, the internet, and I, I see all the all the rumors going on. I really got to stay away from that, especially when there's a big match coming up. Um, I saw the Samoa Joe thing happening. Uh, the betting odds were really in Joe's favor. I love it. This is like Cooter just said; it's a dream match for it to happen at Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> I mean, hopefully that adds a little <laughs> credibility to that pay-per-view. Um, but I love how they're just building Joe up to be like this this threat to Brock Lesnar. And they really built him up to be a threat. I, I love every second of this. It's something different. You know how I am. I love different things. I love new things. And, and I think this is going to be a great match. You, you know, you brought up uh, the Internet. Staying away from the Internet. You don't want to get things ruined. Uh, well, here I know uh, we don't know what's happening backstage. We don't know the the plan, Vince's Vince's grand scheme of things. But uh, from what's being said online, let me just bring this up uh, as a good conversation starter because they're saying that WWE doesn't plan on you know having Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe uh, a running feud. It's a one and done pretty much. And then after that, they're saying Lesnar is scheduled to work SummerSlam against Braun Strowman. And then after that, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, uh, which I'm pretty sure is going to be for that Universal Championship. Now, like I said, I don't know what's going to happen. Anything could change from now till then. But if this was the plan, guys, is this a bad plan? I mean, whole, keeping this championship on Brock Lesnar, who doesn't even show up every week, uh, to, to like to, to all the way to WrestleMania. I mean. I think it's. I think that's probably the worst thing they could probably do. I think the best thing they need to do would probably get that belt off him, put it on Samoa Joe, and then have him be the heel for a little bit. Because like I feel like these guys have nothing to work for in the main event. So like, what are they fighting for? Is each and every week going to be who's the next number one contender to fight Brock at a pay per view? I mean, six just, months from now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just just from that plan. Like, what are, is? I mean, like I said, anything can happen. But from what this is saying on the internet. Uh, could you see this happening? I mean, when they said Samoa Joe, I was like, this is perfect. This is this finally get the belt off Brock, put it on Joe on whatever way you want to do it, whether it's like, you know, uh, 
some kind of wacky finish to where he didn't really, you know, somebody else knocked him out and then what? I don't whatever. But I feel like it'd be the best route of you know bringing credibility uh, to some of these main eventers on Raw, right? Just give them something to fight for. <laughs> Come on, man! They're all gonna chase the Miz for the Intercontinental Championship, Credo. Come on now. <laughs> uh, it, it just blows my mind, though. It's it's horrible. I think. I mean, I, I like the fact that they they kind of keep the the world title off of TV for a little bit, but they're doing a little too much. I think Brock Lesnar is taking a bit advantage of the fact that he's a draw and all this stuff. I mean, oh God, he's got to make them money if if they're letting him work that kind of schedule with the championship belt. He really he has to be a, a, like an amazing draw, right? I mean, come on. I love I love the fact that they're playing his schedule into the storylines. I, I, I love how they're constantly bringing it up. Like Joe brought it up on Monday, how he wants that schedule. They brought it up uh, in Ambrose, Ambrose in that one in- interview. Yeah. Yep. They're bringing it up. I mean, they're really throwing jabs. I mean, if you want to call them jabs, but they're throwing them out there that the schedule. I mean, I'm sure it bothers the hell out of everybody backstage. Yo, and it's like, Brock Lesnar gets paid. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. He gets paid <laughs> more money just to stand there while Paul Heyman talks then probably <laughs> Derek Young gets in three months salary let me ask Ridiculous. you this though real quick I mean the Paul Heyman segment itself with Samoa Joe as great as that is isn't it refreshing to see somebody who can work with Paul on the mic as good as him almost I mean Samoa Joe was perfect yeah it was a good ending he benefited point, yeah. from NXT so much didn't he it was it was amazing. I just love how like he hit the mic out of Paul's hand, brought him in the corner. <laughs> Live crowd couldn't hear what he was t- talking about, but we heard every single word, and he just explained everything he was going to do to him. Like this was a prison rape that was about to happen. <laughs> That's it, you know. So so I mean, if if Joe wins the championship, I mean. Brock could still have these matches. I mean, leading up till next year. I mean, probably we'll get that stupid finish at the Rumble next year to where Brock wins the championship then just to lose it again till uh, at WrestleMania. But holding on to it for that long of time, especially when he's not on TV every week, that's, uh, I don't know. That's, how could anybody see that as, that's great for this? Because it's like, they just brought this championship in, you know? It's like two guys had it, and then they got rid of it to part-timers, and it's like it's it's like disappearing into the universe, if you will. I don't the think universe that is swallowed up. Pres- <laughs> Jesus. He's got to defend it in Mars in two months, man. He's booked. <laughs> Mars. Here's a, here's a fun fact, though. And Ric Flair thought up. he had miles on his career, for Christ's yeah. sake. Brock Lesnar, that motherfucker's going to Jupiter. <laughs> but here's a fun fact. I brought this up uh, earlier this week. So a year ago from the date of uh, Great Balls of Fire, UFC 200, Brock Lesnar versus the Super Samoan, Mark oh Hunt. God. Fast forward a year to the day, Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe. Different Samoan, same date, hopefully <laughs> same drug results. <laughs> It's oh. funny because like I don't I don't go on like Facebook feeds a lot, but somebody was asking book the finish, and that's exactly what I said. Is it let let Mark Hunt do a run in from the UFC and, <laughs> and just like distract Brock enough to where Joe could like slap the coquina clutch. Or, or Listen, Mark Mark Hunt Mark Hunt will be available. He's fighting this weekend against Derek Lewis. After this weekend, his schedule's <laughs> open. 
<laughs> His schedule's open. Okay. Isn't that the last fight in his deal, too? What's up? That might be the last fight in his deal, too, no? No, he's got, I think, two or three more fights, but he's trying to get out of his contract because he's still pissed off at Dana White in the UFC for the whole Lesnar steroid incident. How could you not, not be, though? I mean, come on. He's that got guy's a right got to be mad. Point. A, he's got a great point. Well, what would you guys do as far as booking it? I mean, Samojo, Brock Lesnar, great balls of fire. I just uh, told you. <laughs> Do, do you? I mean, you want that? You want him to? I mean, do, do you want? I don't know. Win, lose, or draw. No matter. Even if it wasn't Samoa Joe, I would. Whoever fought him, I would love for them just to take that belt off him because I feel yeah. the guys are naked. I'm wrong without it. It's like, how? What are we fighting for? You know? And in all seriousness, I mean, this whole thing going on, how this is supposed to be a one-off. I don't think this needs to be a one-off. I wish that they could just take the ball and go with this. I mean, granted, Lesnar's schedule isn't going to be that great. Fuck it. Take the belt off him. Put it on Samoa Joe. That'll be your dominant force until Lesnar comes back. If you want to put the belt back on Lesnar, like by Survivor Series time, by all means, give Samoa Joe a run. Let let him see what he can do as your top champion on the Raw brand because they need that. They need that title on the brand. It, yeah. The IC title is not being as... I mean, the IC title is on The Miz, which I think that's where it belongs. I hope they elevate it more while the Universal title is gone. I don't know if they're going to do that, though, because WB isn't really that great at building anything else other than their top draws. Now, Oh, yeah, because you got to remember, Dean Ambrose has his rematch clause, so we have oh, to see part God. 65 of this fucking rivalry. A lot of people love a lot of championships. Some people don't want a lot of championships. But for this right here, does it bring a point to where maybe we need just another championship or something around? Like, hell, even just like a King of the Ring gimmick, something for somebody to win and hold on to and have and, you know, Brock could have like a Legends title. Give him that. Like, <laughs> here it is. Get out of here. You know, Credo, I don't you know bring what up to a good do. point. What do you think of, of a TV title? At least it'll be defended every week on Raw. Just something, man. I feel that like it's... Great. I used to, I missed that from WCW. That was the one good thing. There was always a, a championship match every week. I think they need to bring back the King of the Ring. Yes. I think the last year that the King of the Ring was actually meant something was in 2002, which Brock Lesnar won. Um, the tournament, not only were you the King of the Ring, but you were the number one contender for SummerSlam. And they did the King of the Ring in June. So you had your number one contender for SummerSlam established in June. And that gave you a good month and a half to kind of build a storyline and, and build credibility to that number one contender. And I think that's something that they need to start doing again to kind of give it a little bit of a long, slow burn to an event. It's not going to happen. But I, I think they, <laughs> need, they need to do something, especially the summertime, because... There's going to be more eyes on the product in the summertime. Yeah, they, they need something big. And they could have milked that for weeks and weeks and months to where it's like, hey, we're having a 30-man tournament. Okay, they're only going to have like two matches on each show. You know what I mean? To where now we know what they're fighting for. Like this is to get into the king of the ring. And then, you know, you work your way up to it to where that would have been something good each and every week. Now it's just like who's the number one contender? Now after that, it's okay. We're just – we don't really have anything to fight for. The writers just have no idea what to do without a championship there. So – at the end of the day, Samojo versus Brock Lesnar. Let's put the let's put the championship on Samojo, right? Absolutely. I'm with it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. Well, we're going to be talking a little bit more about what's happening in the world of wrestling, but right now, we're going to bring some Polish power onto the show with Ivan Putski joining us right now in the studio. 
All right, joining us today is a WWE Hall of Famer and former WWE Tag Team Champion. Today, the show gets some Polish power with Ivan Putski. Ivan, thank you so much for joining us. Well, it's my pleasure. <laughs> I say it's been so long since I've been in that area. I'm just glad to be on the phone and talk to all the people. Thank you. And now, you know, uh, Ivan, you're going to be appearing with ESS Promotions uh, for the Legends of the Ring, and uh, all the information can be found at ESSpromotions.com. What would you like to tell your fans that are coming out to meet you? Well, I'd just like to tell them that the Polish Fire is in good shape and uh, in fighting shape. I'll take on all comers. I'm uh, working out, staying in good shape, so... I'm looking forward to seeing all my, especially my Polish Army, you know. <laughs> They're out there, and uh, I am just uh, want to invite all the people that I used to entertain, you know, and uh, just come on, out, come on by and say hi. All right. Uh, now, uh, in your early days, you wrestled quite a bit down in Dallas, especially at the Sportatorium. Uh, do, you have any fond right. me- do you have any fond memories of the Dallas wrestling scene? Well, yeah, you're darn right. I uh, used to team up with guys like Wahoo McDaniels, uh, Big Bob Duncan. Remember Bobby Duncan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, him and uh, a lot of the other guys, Jose Lothario. Oh, man. And uh, Fritz Von Erich, Joe Blanchard. That's, you know, Texas is my stomping ground. I live in Austin. Oh, yeah, yep. Now, uh, you know, uh, how was it down there? Because that was pretty much where you got your first, uh, you know, the matches down in uh, Dallas, Texas, right? That was pretty yeah, much where you started out. Yeah, Joe Blanchard. I don't know whether you know him. It's uh, uh, Tully Blanchard's father. He got me started. He, uh, uh, I was uh, lifting weights. I was really strong then. And uh, he saw me bench pressing 605 pounds, and he says, oh, man. And, you know, I was really uh, muscled up and ripped. So Joe Blanchard got me into professional wrestling. I was under his guide. And uh, after that, Paul Bosch from Houston. And the uh, uh, rest is history. Then I went up to uh, Minneapolis for Vern Gagne. And then uh, Vince McMahon Sr., I tell you, a nicer man you would never meet. I tell you, I loved Vince, uh, Vince McMahon Sr. Mm-hmm. And he got me uh, to New York and rest is history. Yeah, you know, well, speaking of that, you know, uh, that's right. You came to WWE in the 1970s. Uh, you established yeah. uh, lengthy rivalries with some of the dirtiest grapplers in the game, including Bruiser the Brody, uh, Stan Hansen, Ivan Koloff, uh, just to name a few. But out of all, yeah. your, out of all your classic rivalries, uh, was any of them your absolute favorite? Yeah, superstar Billy Graham. Oh yeah, what was that? You guys had a bunch of uh, you had a lot of matches with him down in uh, yeah, especially Madison Square Garden, right for the title. Uh, yeah, we really did. We went round and round, and that's why uh, he was the, one of the, if not the toughest guy. Uh, but uh, you know, that's uh, have a lot of respect uh, for uh, Billy Graham, and uh, I'm just. Uh, is he going to be there? I, I I don't know at this time, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm looking forward to meeting a lot of the old-timers and, uh, you know, seeing visiting with them, especially 
I'm looking forward to seeing my old fans. That's the most important. If it wasn't for the fans, there wouldn't be Ivan Putski. That's right. Uh, now, if we fast forward just a little bit, too, in 1979, uh, you teamed with Tito Santana to defeat Johnny and Jerry Valiant to win the WWF World yeah, Tag Team Championship. Yeah, we were the world. Yes, sir. We were the world tag team champions. And uh, a nicer partner I could never ask for. It was uh, like Tito Santana. I'll tell you, he was a Texas boy, you know, and uh, I was uh, lived there in Austin and uh um, and me and Tito, I tell you, we got along real well, and he was a great partner. That's right. Um, you know, today's wrestling, a lot of shows in the summer, uh, especially independent promotions, happen in a lot of uh, baseball stadiums, outdoor uh, stadiums. But in 1976 and 1980, you wrestled at two outdoor shows, the famous Showdown and Shea uh, shows that happened out in Flushing, yeah. Queens. Um any That's thoughts right. about what was it like to wrestling outside uh, compared to the closed arenas back then? Because it wasn't really as popular as it is today that, than it was then. Well, as a matter of fact, we were one of the first ones that ever did that, you know. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it, it was uh, it's different. I loved it, you know, out in the open and uh, fans cheering. Boy, I tell you, that was uh, quite an experience, and uh, I really liked it. <laughs> All right, now in uh, 1995, uh, you were inducted to the WWF Hall of Fame, uh, you know, by your son Scott. Um, what was it like to be uh, yeah. granted such an honor? Well, you know, I came to America uh, in 1950. My family and I we were in the Nazi labor camp. I couldn't speak English or anything, so I came to America. And work, but in America, I got a college education. I graduated from Southwest Texas State University. I played football, made all conference uh, fullback there. Then I played pro football in Canada, and uh, I injured my knee. Then uh, uh, Joe Blanchard, uh, promoter in San Antonio, and Paul Bosch talked to me. They talked to me in the wrestling, and uh, boy, I tell you, I'm just glad I did. And I loved every minute of it. That's great. You know, uh, too, a few years later, uh, you and your son actually uh, returned. Uh, you, you returned to team with your son on an episode of Monday Night Raw to defeat Jerry Lawler and his son, Brian Christopher. Uh, what was it yeah, like to. Yeah, <laughs> that was quite an experience. What, what was I it like really to share the ring with your son? Oh, it was great. You know, uh, Seen him grow up from a little baby, you know, and here I am. He's he's watching over me. He's watching my back, and uh, it's it was great. I really enjoyed it. Me and old Scott, I tell you, he's uh, he's a, a detective now in uh, Dallas, you know, and uh, oh, wow. uh, he's a parole officer there. Oh, wow, that's great. Yeah, because he was, you know, he uh, he wrestled for WWE and WCW for a little bit in his career too. So it's great to hear that he's doing good. Yeah, he's done real well. I'm real proud of him. Uh, now, Ivan, too, uh, aside from wrestling, you also competed as a strongman. Uh, you competed in the 1978 World's uh, Strongest Man competition. Uh, how was it right. preparing for that compared to maybe training for wrestling? Was it a totally different world for you? Well, not only totally different, it was hard because I was still wrestling at the time, you know. And then and I said, well, I'm going to try this. I'm going to get... Uh, start lifting heavy to for the 
world's strongest man, and then I'm going to uh, about two, three times a week wrestling. But, uh, are you, hey, you can't do it, so you have to devote yourself to one or the other. So I, I did wrestle for about two months, you know, and just prepared for the world's strongest man uh, uh, competition, and uh, uh, that was quite an experience. I really enjoyed it, but... I was uh, glad to get back to wrestling. There's nothing like it. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, Ivan, we, uh, we thank you so much for taking the time out tonight. I want to remind all the fans again uh, to head on over to ESSpromotions.com. You can see uh, the Polish Hammer on June 10th and June 11th. Uh, you can see him at Legends of the Ring and also down in Allentown, Pennsylvania uh, at Pro Wrestling World. Uh, Ivan, we thank you so much for uh, taking the time out to talk with us tonight. Well, thank you very much, and I'm really looking forward to see, uh, seeing all my fans and my Polish army. All right, once again, thanks to Ivan Putzky. Check out ESSpromotions.com for uh, more information about that. So, guys, uh, the week that it's was... It's no BS. It's ESS, Credo. That's it. Don't forget the tagline, goddammit. <laughs> well, with that said, let's get right into the week that was, shall we? All right, guys, uh, so, you know, nudes, nudes, nudes everywhere, uh, but they're just (laughs) popping up everywhere. But, uh, you know, WWE, I hear, has held a mandatory meeting with talent before Raw and SmackDown on cybersecurity with uh, techs and how to prevent hackers from stealing their private photos. Now, guys, I mean... uh, I'm sure, you know, these are all athletes. They like looking at themselves naked. They got the little bit of a narcissist gimmick going on, like Lex Luger had with all the mirrors. Uh, what what day and age do we just, I mean, guys, uh, just saving these kind of photos. Uh, I, I get it, keeping it on your phone for whatever, but un, unsync that cloud or whatever you guys are doing to, like, save these photos. That's what to I'm back telling you, bro. Man, it's What's like, wrong you... with these motherfuckers? Here's two easy steps. Not to have your nudes leaked out on the internet. <laughs> don't be taking cockpits with your phone and don't trust the cloud. Boom, you're good. <laughs> there you go. I uh, wish they would have had that meeting before Charlotte's nudes were leaked. As they're as they're having this meeting, Seth Rollins is in the corner sipping his coffee, just <laughs> trying to mind his own business. Yeah, right. Tiny little dick pics. <laughs> apparently <laughs> apparently from what I read, they had one of these like techs come in, like uh, uh, an expert in cyber hacker, hacker and all that shit. And he told them not to accept any USB drives or anything that goes to the computer from fans. And there's a line in there that said, even if it's a beautiful woman giving you pictures, don't accept it. It's, it was a very awkward article that I read on it, but I mean, is this going to end? Probably not. Those hackers are going <laughs> to... They're, they're the most overheels in the business right now. They're going to find something else. If, if And if there's any hackers listening to the show, please, if if you're going to go after anybody <laughs> on that roster right now, <laughs> bring me some Sasha Banks. Bring me... I mean, I, I want to know if Bailey's tits sag or they stay <laughs> perky because they look like they sag. I think, and I, 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 that's a, that's like one of those how many licks do you get to the middle, the center of a Tootsie Pop. <laughs> I want to know how Bailey's tits are, if they sag down or not. I didn't get to see her in a bikini oh in Cancun, Droopy. but I want to know if they jack. <laughs> well, also, I, I am content with like, you know, a Liz, Liv Morgan 
G- give me something good to invest in. Don't don't give me lopsided titty flair. Don't 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 give me anything. I mean, I'm I'm tired of Paige. Tired of Paige. Although you did do good with uh, Tara. The Tara were good. Yeah, those are amazing. Best tits in the business. Victoria, whatever you guys know her as. Tara, Victoria. I just we, we've say, had to take the good with the bad, Mike. Let's be honest. I mean. Yeah. Oof. Where and then you, you give some, me, you there give some me doochies and there were some, oh, yes, that was very nice. Xavier Woods. Where were these guys, like, when Sonny was, like, young and skinny and Marlena and all those back in the Raw, you know, Attitude Era and all that stuff. Though. that. You Man. bring up Sonny, and I'm just like, wow, oh, I would Sonny's love to see Sonny naked. <laughs> and now all of a sudden I see Sonny naked now, and I'm like, I take back that statement. <laughs> I take back that statement right now. Please put some clothes on that woman. Oh, my God. <laughs> Side note here. Let's go to the sidebar for a second. I did watch that that porn with Sonny. Oh, God. Let me, I let me just I put do this it. out there, and then we'll get back on research topic. Purposes, I, research purposes. Research purposes. Yeah, research purposes. I had to I had to do it for myself. I was one of those millions of people, young, going on AOL.com, Googling, searching Sunny back in the day. <laughs> I had to see it for myself, and it was the most traumatizing event of my life. <laughs> oh, my God. I watched this event, and like, what made it bad was the fact that she was wearing her WWE Hall of Fame ring. <laughs> as she was getting surprised. And she had like rolls beyond rolls. I was like, I don't. It's like one of those things that the car wreck. You can't turn away. You can't turn away. You want to, but you can't. Anyway, you probably could have figured that out just by watching the trailer. I can't believe you watched the whole thing. Maybe, I watched maybe we could start like a, you know like a Deadpool thing, but not like a you know which celebrity is going to die next. We should have like which wrestler's phone's going to get hacked next or something like that. We could have like a little. Uh, I vote Alexa Bliss. That would be great. That would be amazing. Apparently, apparently, time. there's there's ones out there with Alexa Bliss, but I think they're photoshopped. That's my personal opinion. Um, but that would be great if they weren't. Do you think but, Vince McMahon like looks these up too? Like, I mean, he's like he, that he dirty old that. man. Of course he does. <laughs> like they're share they're sharing it back with him in like the the gorilla position. Oh. <laughs> I just like to see Vince's facial expression. When he sees the picture of Paige with the belt under her chin with a load dripping down on of her face. Like, like Jesus Christ. What do you think is Vince McMahon's first facial expression? Like, God. holy fuck. What do you How s- do you feel oh if you're fucking Ric Flair and <laughs> everybody that you hate in that business saw your daughter's tits and have every comment in the world about it. I wonder how Ric Flair is handling that right now. Oh, shit. I would have loved to he's probably fl- not handling it. He's probably drunk at an airport somewhere getting kicked out. Just think of people who hate him. Could you imagine, like, uh, somebody like Ole Anderson, he would be like, Jesus Christ, kid, those tits <laughs> for the drizzling shits. Drizzling, indeed. <laughs> I really want to be a fly on the wall the day, like, they had to go tell Triple H, like, Triple, you know, trips. Did you did you see this photo of Paige in the the championship? Like, who was the person that brought it to him, or did he find out just by, you know, stuff online? Did he have to Google it? Like, I want to know like the process of them see the reaction to seeing their championships like drizzled. Did in, he get the glossy you know? eight by ten put on his desk in the morning? Is what you're asking, right? I feel bad for those to... women that kissed that title. Uh, <laughs> well, that's somebody actually made a meme of all the champions kissing it after Paige won it, and uh, oof. Anyway, uh, so any well, I guess that's that's what's happening. They they had a little mandatory meeting on how not to fucking upload your shit online and <laughs> all that stuff. So that's what's happening with that. But guys, uh, Lana 
made a, her SmackDown debut, kind of, uh, and she's already granted a title shot. One day in, didn't even wrestle a match and has a title shot uh, at Money in the Bank. But more importantly, where is Rusev? Because there's a lot of stuff happening right now on his Twitter account that a lot of people are kind of questioning what's going on with Rusev. Because if you remember a few weeks ago, he was on SmackDown via whatever cell phone video saying... I'm not going to, you know, come on SmackDown or whatnot until I'm granted a title shot. And then all that shit happened with Jinder and all whatnot. But his bio says, oh, well, dot, 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 dot. Uh, he even tweeted out. I'm trying to find it right now and because he's tweeted out other stuff. He, uh, tweet, he tweeted out a hashtag, thank you, Rusev. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Rusev. So he's like... Everybody's tweeting things about him. Uh, where is he? Like almost assuming that he's gone or something happened to him. You know, uh, he he was the one that asked for the title match at Money in the Bank, and at the end of the day, Lana gets a title match at the Money in the Bank pay per view. <laughs> <laughs> I, think he's off now. I think he's ready to go. I think he's good to go. I feel like they were almost gonna give that to like Jinder's title shot, almost elusive, but then last minute they changed their mind. And probably you just gotta understand it. they couldn't get the belt off of Randy fast enough uh, to where they could already have you know Randy's automatic rematch clause before the next guy. So you know that you have to have two. So maybe they're saving Rusev for after that. Hmm. No. Nah. Well, who the hell knows? He's tweet- he's tweeting so much now too. I'm just looking at his Twitter. Like he has one called "Done and Done." He's posted a picture of Harry Potter and the prisoner. Of Azkaban, uh, he says. Now I have to watch. Uh, now I have to watch the movie before I move on to the Goblet of Fire. I have so much f- time nowadays. To uh, I have so much time now to read. Anyways, hashtag blessed. Like I don't know. He's tweeting out some weird stuff. Like he's not going to be here. To where uh, is he just trolling us? To where he's going to make a run in or something? I don't know. What do you guys think about Rusev, the ruler, as he has on uh, his Twitter? What's happening? <laughs> Here's my thing. So, and once again, I fall victim to the internet. I don't know how they're going to play this out with Rusev, simply because the way they're looking at it, uh, Jinder Mahal is going to retain it, Money in the Bank, and then you got the All-American John Cena coming back July 4th, and the rumor has it that he's supposed to beat Jinder. So maybe they might do Rusev after that feud. I don't know. I don't want to see Jinder... Drop it to Cena, but oh, that'll make him I mean, the seventeenth time, right? Or what is he? That makes the seventeenth. I'd rather see the seventeenth title at a bigger event with a bigger yeah. caliber person, in my opinion. And I'm not taking any credit away from Jinder, but I, I I just don't see that as a big big marquee match for me. I mean, they'll make it into a big marquee match because it's a seventeenth title reign. But I mean, I, where Rusev falls in, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I'll tell you what, I was very much impressed with Jinder Mahal this week, but I know we're talking about <laughs> Rusev, but I mean, Jesus Christ, he's he's been so believable on TV this week, man. Like, it was pretty fucking incredible. His, his reactions from the crowd, like, he was getting some good heat, man, and he looked fucking very comfortable doing it, man, so good for I, him. I don't think we've talked about this, so I want to ask you guys, because you guys are definitely... Uh, at the athletic athletes uh, who go to the gym all the time, right? So, as I don't know what to fucking call that. So, anyway, you guys are in shape. You, you know what's going on. For guys who work out all the time and, you know, know what's going on, tell me. Honestly, 
do you think Jinder's cheating somehow with what he's doing? Did you see the before and after pictures to where is that physically possible in that amount of time that he did that? And B, is it how just long a, of a period of time are we talking? How how it long? Wasn't it wasn't like I don't. I have to look it up. But I mean, it wasn't like ten years or five years or so. It was little, like you know, months. I would say. Yeah, um, it's possible. And so hold on, let me get that to where. With that being said. I mean, do you think he's doing it right, or do you think we're, you know, we're gonna one day see and now suspended for Wilma's performance or whatever, Jinder Mahal? Like, I don't know. Out of your guys, what do you think? I mean, just from the looks of it, if you Google like before and after pics of Jinder Mahal, like, I don't know. What your personal opinions on? on if that? you look at his before pics, like, he's he's a big guy. He's not a very cut guy. You understand what I'm saying? He looks a little more drawn out now. Like he's he's more cut up. He's he's actually he he doesn't seem he looks like he's bigger, but it's because he's like more ripped. I mean, Mike, I don't know, man. With the with the right diet and the right supplementation, like it would be very hard. But if he's as big as a workhorse as people say that he is, I would say it's possible. I mean, you've seen that one video of him working out with uh, what was it, Strowman? Uh, Xavier Woods, yeah, not yeah. Xavier Woods. Uh, Kofi, Kofi, not Kofi. Jesus Christ, Biggie Langston. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, he dropped and fucking CT Fletcher. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, whatever. And CT, it was yeah, it was CT Fletcher's video. That and that motherfucker uh, to work out with him, like he, he put in some work, man. I don't know. What do you think, Mike? I think it's possible. Um, with the right diet, the right yeah. Supplements. With the right nutritionist, it's very positive. I've seen miracles happen in the span of three months with people. I've seen guys who are pretty big guys that weren't lean, and when they dedicate themselves not that's not just to the gym, but to your diet, because yes. a lot of nutritionists will always tell you you can work out as much as you want. You can go to the gym three hours a day, two times a day, it doesn't matter. But when you eat. It, that all also determines, you know, what your muscles and your body's breaking down. If you eat like a slob, you're not going to get any any traction on, on your goals. So, and I, I heard Jinder talk about this in an interview, actually on Talk Is Jericho, how he would literally he had the right nutritionist, he had the right supplements, he was found himself in the gym all the time. He kept himself motivated. He just kept positive about everything. He had his goals, and his goals were to be WWE champion, so he worked his ass off and got there. And I, I think it's very possible with the right diets, the right nutritionists. I don't like pointing fingers at guys that bust their ass. I think he is busting his ass to get into that shape. If, you know, knock on wood, I hope he doesn't test positive because that would look bad on WWE's part. But I think if, if that was the case, it would have happened months ago when he came back. Because when he first came back... He was jacked. He was ripped, and people were always pointing fingers. And he wasn't at that stage yet where he looked lean, where he was WWE champion. He wasn't at that level, so he was one of those guys that he he could get popped tomorrow, and he's on a 30-day suspension, no questions asked. And that before he got to the WWE championship level, now he's at that level. He would have been popped a while ago, I believe. So I, I think you know he's he's on the right track with a nutritionist, with the diets. 
that it's very possible it is all right well you know you never know uh because i know that's what people just keep talking about i know ryback's brought it up a bunch on his shows to where i bet bitches about everybody i know <laughs> just talking about i don't think i've things, ever so. heard him compliment a soul i'm just saying. not at all he's always got something to say about somebody ryback should talk because he's one guy who i think is on the juice well, there you go uh i'm so- sure he's even admitted to it he's, he's admitted to it on the podcast though hasn't he I don't know. I, you know, I don't even think he'd put himself in that position to admit to it. Getting right back. Well, there you go. Uh, one last thing, though, too. Uh, Rosita has signed a deal with the WWE. Uh, she actually uh, literally made her debut on SmackDown, smacking uh, Andre, almost whatever, uh, in the face on a quick little segment. But, uh, you know, she, yeah, on NXT. And she, you know, uh, she's also, is she, she's playing the part of... Uh, Who's she playing the part of um, in the the new Rock movie? So she had that little bit of a role, whatever they were filming. She's not, playing she was Paige, a, isn't she? Oh, she's AJ not, Lee. She's playing AJ Lee. So you're having like a little oh, Latina right. girl play. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going to happen with that. But uh, Rosita finally made her way into the WWE. So she's been signed. Also, there's like Gunner, I believe, has been signed. And a few other handfuls of you know, some names from here and there that have yet to debut there. But uh, guys, uh, any thoughts on Rosita? I mean... She's been in TNA. She's been a little bit over here and there. She was actually one of our guests at the Mid-Hudson Civic Center when we had her at the Man Show in a little bikini top kind of thing. She met the fans. Um, but now, I don't know. She, she's a small girl. She's tiny. She's like Alexa Bliss tiny. Uh, I don't know. Guys, do you know much about Rosita and whatever name they're going to give her? Or Thea Trinidad, if you will. She's a double A's girlfriend, too. Austin Aries. Oh, that's right. I forgot that. Lucky bastard. That old man has got a nice-looking girl. Good for him. Jesus. All I know is she's a hot Latina woman. Did I would definitely change that last name. <laughs> oh, man. I, I thought it was great, you know, her position on NXT this week. Um, see what they go with this. Uh, apparently, they're supposed to pair her up with uh, Mr. Almas. Over there, I'm just gonna call him Mr. Almas because he's got like three different names in my book. Well, well, maybe they're just also trying to get ready for uh, the women's tournament too. Just trying to just bring in some women out from from here and there, I guess too. Maybe getting that ready. Uh, start to stack those cards, right? No news on that yet, huh? No, no, nothing real news. It's just uh, happening in July, I believe. So end of July. So you think they'd at least announce the fucking participants by now? For Christ's sake, they should do it soon. No. Yeah. Ugh. But anyway, yeah, there's still you know so much happening in the world of wrestling, but that's kind of some of the news going around. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the must-see matches of the week, the Angry Cooter mixtape. So let's go back to Extreme Rules. I had to pick the Fatal Five Way. Goddamn, couldn't be happier for somebody like Samoa Joe. That motherfucker, good for him. Even if it's a one and done, he got to the top of the mountain there. Like that's a that's a good good main event for him. Uh, Raw had to pick Samoa Joe again versus Seth Rollins. SmackDown, AJ Styles versus Dolph Ziggler. Because no, I will not give credit to Owens and Nakamura being the better match. I can't do it. I'm not going to be one of those guys. I'm going to keep it honest with you, goddammit. And for 205 Live, TJ Perkins versus Neville. That was probably my favorite match of the week. Those two put on a fucking classic, in my opinion, on that one little hour show on the fucking WWE Network. And of course, NXT, got to go Hideo Otami versus Oni Lorcan. 
Oni Lorcan, probably one of the most underrated people on that roster. I really like this kid. And ladies and gentlemen, that is your must-see matches of the week. Bitches. Promo of the week. I got one more thing to say before we go. And like I said, Brian is not responsible. I don't think after what I've just heard, he's mentally responsible. But Brian's not responsible for this. The podcast broad MLW, all the places you download your podcast, they're not responsible. But the table for three, as I mentioned, was the second most watched WWE Network show of the week behind only the pay-per-view. And one of the things that, boy, if you think he went crazy, you should have seen the unedited version because we spent more time on him. But old shit stain, the Archbishop of Talonberry, Vince Russo, went crazy. He just couldn't. Be- and, and see, the reason why he went crazy is not only did Bischoff and I, once again on worldwide television, tell everybody what a fucking moron he was, but the WWE... The company that he begs and pleads to have a job with again, begs to bring him back and, and constantly emailing Vince McMahon and constantly contacting him saying, oh, Vince, I can save you. Oh, Vince, I can save you. They took that opportunity as soon as we mentioned his name to put up non-flattering pictures of his fucking ugly ass. So. Russo went crazy and he was on again making all these comments and all these chat. Well, they ought to say it to my face. They ought to say it to my face because that's that's every every time that I speak about Vince Russo, he's always trying to defect, deflect my comments or tell people that it's my shtick and I don't really mean it. I just say stuff like that because I make money off of it. <laughs> and I've said that I don't make money off knocking Vince Russo. It's my hobby. I do it for enjoyment. I make a lot of money, which is more than I can say for that unemployed fucking loser. And then he tried to say, well, I just can't believe it. He can't be telling the truth because I can't believe anybody would hate somebody like that just over wrestling. Because that's what Vince Russo thinks about the wrestling business. It's just a joke. Just like these jock-sniffing wannabes that do play wrestling. He can't believe anybody would hate somebody that bad over just wrestling. Because he doesn't take it seriously and he never has. And he's part of the reason why that this business is in the shit shape it's in. And then finally when all that didn't work, then he kept trying to get me on his show. Or worse yet, get him on my show to debate like we could talk this out, like I've, I've actually come out and said, I want him to die. If I could get away with murdering him and not go to jail, I would. I hate him worse than anything that has ever walked on this planet. The thought of him breathing disgusts me, but yet I'm going to debate him face to face. Come on my show and, and tell me this to my face instead of behind my back. Everything that I have said is not only on worldwide internet, but is on worldwide YouTube, has been put on video for posterity forever. Nothing's been behind his back, but he wants me to come and face him face-to-face on Skype, on his show, because he's an attention whore, and he's desperate, because he's a failure in life, because he's toxic in this industry, because no reputable promotion will hire him. Because he's already put everybody out of business. The last one that did, that fucking goofy fucking douchebag Dixie Carter, had to keep it secret that she was paying him because her TV network would cancel her, which they did. And a lot of her top talent would jump ship, which they did, if they found out that she had anything to do with that miserable sack of snake feces. 
So he wants me to come on his show face to face. And then he said things like, well, I don't have any balls. Cornette doesn't have any balls. Why don't you grow a set? Because you won't say this to me face to face. So here we've got a sad, desperate, unemployed, mentally unstable goof that had to move from Colorado to Evansville, Indiana, where his wife's family is from. That's his wife's hometown. And apparently he lives in his in-law's basement, I guess. Maybe that's why it cuts such a fucking strikes such a nerve. When, when, when he talks about the internet marks and the website journalists like Dave Meltzer and Mike Johnson that live in their parents' basement, or maybe it's because they're not only the ones that accuse him of being a liar and a fraud, but they prove it time and time again. But Vince Russo has said, I'm a coward. I'm not a man unless I will say these things to his face. Like we can somehow debate this out and all walk off and be friends into the sunset. Well, he said, anytime, anywhere. Well, Vince, I got an offer for you, Vince Russo, and I want all your little stooges to listen real close, and I want them to tell you. I want them to play this for you because I want you to hear it. You say you want to meet me face-to-face, and you want me to say all these things to you in person instead of behind your back. Well, we ain't going to do it on a, a podcast. We ain't going to have a debate. Here's the deal. You send me a date and a time, and an address. And it doesn't have to be your home address because I know you don't want me to know where you live because you probably do live in your in-law's basement since you're an unemployed failure and you're toxic and nobody wants to have anything to do with you. And every wrestling promoter, every great wrestling veteran of the last 20 years that's ever drawn any money has nothing but bad things to say about you. Bret Hart said you ought to be hung in a parking lot. I know you don't want me to know where you live, so send me a date and a time and a neutral address, and I'll come to you. You don't have to come to me. You're in Evansville now. It's not that far away. I'll come to you because I know you don't have money for gas, Vince, being as you're in such a miserable state and you're living on food stamps. Your wife's probably ready to divorce you because you haven't had a job and been employed in years. So send me a date, a time, and an address. I'll come to you. Make it a public park, maybe somewhere out of the way, somewhere where there won't be too many people to intervene. And uh, you know how to get a hold of me. My email is jimcornett at jimcornett.com or elsewise, you know how to get a hold of Bolin, obviously. He has my phone number. Your best friend and Christian buddy, Terry Taylor, he's got my phone number. I'm not going to be hard for you to contact Vince. You don't even have to talk to him. You can just leave it on my machine or send me the email. But here's the rules. No cops, no guns, and no knives, and we both come alone. And what happens, happens. Nobody makes a dime off of it. Nobody gets any publicity off of it. Nobody's ever going to know that it's even going to happen until after it happens when nobody hears from you anymore. And because you're, you're broke and you're unemployed and you probably don't know where your next fucking meal is coming from and you can't provide for your family and that must, I bet you can't even get your dick hard anymore, Vince, because... You can't provide for your family and you don't feel like a man because you're one of those Christian lunatics that thinks Hillary Clinton shouldn't have been president because woman was made from man's rib. So it must really give you erectile dysfunction, you fucking piece of shit that you can't provide for your family and you're a failure and you're a laughing stock. So not only will I come to you, not only will I meet you in a neutral location, 
with no cops, no guns, no knives, just the two of us. But I'm going to have $5,000 in cash with me because I got that, Vince, unlike you. You don't have to bring anything. You don't even have to bring a ham sandwich. I'm going to have $5,000 in cash with me, and you can have it if you can take it away from me. So what do I got to do? You fucking fraud, you gutless coward. Do I have to call your wife a crack whore? Do I have to say your mother sucked dicks for dimes and dive bars? Do I have to tell you that your father gave government secrets to the Nazis? Just let me know, Vince. Let this gutless coward right here know where I got to fucking meet you. Time, date, and address. And I'm bringing five grand. And all you got to do is take it away from me. But there ain't going to be no talking. There ain't going to be no debating. I'm going to do what the fuck I've wanted to do almost since the first day I met your miserable ass. And you know know it's true. You know it's true because you've talked to Bolin. And he knows exactly what I want to do to you and exactly how bad I hate you. And I'm not saying I'm a badass. I'm not saying I can whip Chael Sonnen. I'm not even saying I can whip a grown adult man because I'm old. I got a lot of energies. But you, you've never been in a fight, gutless pussy. I can whip you. Besides, it's not even going to be hand-to-hand because I said no guns, no knives, but I got a bat. I could find a stick. I don't give a fuck. I've wanted to do this for a long time. So you want to make challenges about going on people's podcasts and giving the money to charity and all this other stuff because you know that ain't going to happen because we got nothing to talk about. But I'm making you a legitimate offer. I swear on my mother's grave, if you give me a date, a time, and an address, I will meet you there and I will bring five grand in cash as long as the rules are no cops, no guns, and no knives. And what happens, happens. And if you don't fucking take me up on that, you piece of shit, then shut your fucking dick liquor from now on. Because I'm sick and fucking fed up with you. And everybody else is too. You've been found out. Nobody believes in you anymore. Everybody knows what you're all about. You've stabbed everybody in the back you've ever worked with. You've killed guys' careers with your goofy gimmicks. You've made the wrestling business a fucking joke with your fucking ADD goddamn booking and your Jerry Springer show horse shit. And most of all, you're a piece of fucking shit, and I will prove it. Send me the date, the time, and the place, or shut the fuck up. Extreme Rules had a lot of fucking rules, okay? <laughs> Let's start out with the IC match, okay? There was too many rules in this Extreme Rules pay-per-view, this match. So the rules were that if Ambrose were to get disqualified, the title would change hands. That's the first fucking rule of the night in Extreme Rules. <laughs> it was such a bad fucking rule. Okay, another one that stood out to me was a submission match. You cannot you can only win this match in a submission. However, there's countouts. <laughs> you can't submit your guy outside the ring. Oh, like man. like I was so confused they they were getting the 10 count when they're outside of the ring. There's no rules. It's an extreme rules match. It's extreme rules pay-per-view. Yeah. It, it, the only way to win a win. submission match is by submission. Nobody said you couldn't use a fucking chair. Come on now! Yeah, What's wow. Going on here, I was—I I don't know about you guys. I was a little confused with the rules of the steel cage match 
I, I did not know that, you know, once one of the guys got out that you abandoned your partner in there and he's on his own. <laughs> no, you know what? I, they have done that before. Yeah, but still, yeah, if, it's like <laughs> if, if I if I was in a tag team match, right, and I was a heel and I was just like, you know what? One of you motherfuckers can get out of the cage right now. We're going to beat the shit out of your partner until he can't fucking move. <laughs> yeah, there, that's the strategy. I, I don't think they planned that well, too, because it was like there was a lot of times uh, where they literally could have just walked right out the door, but they decided to climb over the fence. Or, oh, or yeah, the yeah. And then you, even the, the bad announcing where they were like, oh, yeah, it looks like they they feel like they have to put a little bit more of a heat, uh, a hurting on them before he tries to escape. They were a foot from the door. It was open. And these two are passed out on the ground behind them. I'd be like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah. Like, oh, man. No, I was I was confused because, OK, so Jeff Hardy got out of the cage first. He's on the ground now, right? Now Jeff Hardy goes back in the cage, but then Matt Hardy gets out of the cage. Does that still count? Or no, because <laughs> no. like they, they, they specifically the said cage. they both have to be on the floor at the same time. Okay, well, I still I, they definitely need somebody to explain these before uh, each and every all these matches. But yeah, so many rules and extreme rules. They got to change the name. And don't get me wrong, it wasn't a bad event. I thought it was actually a lot better than what I thought. I need to start going into these pay-per-view events with low expectations. Yes. Because it, the, the main event, in my opinion, delivered. I, I like how – and this, I'm, I'm going to say the positives about this event now. <clears throat> the fact that like the whole time we thought that The Miz was going to retain the title based on disqualification, he won by pinfall, which I thought was great. It was kind of a little bit of a distraction finish, but he still won by pinfall. He pinned Dean Ambrose. You, you did say you want to get to the positives, but what about real quick uh, the Bailey match to where <laughs> oh I, Jesus I, Christ I mean, Dave, on, Dave Meltzer six star match. Let's uh, talk about it. <laughs> on, on Raw. They did they had it on a pole. So in my mind, I thought they were going to have this on a pole match. I literally I knew that uh, during their entrances. I went up to go use the bathroom. I think I went to go get some water. I came back. Someone got hit with the, the fucking thing already, and then the match was over. I'm like, I was gone for five fucking minutes. Like, what the fuck did I miss? And I'm like, w- did she just run up the pole and get it? And then I didn't see the pole? I'm like, what is, what, what is happening here? How come they changed these things last minute to where I thought I had a few minutes until we got that... Uh, the fucking Singapore cane off the damn pole, and I turn my back, and this is what's happening. I'm like, Bailey and Sasha. They just get rid of the pole match, or what happened with that one I too? It's know. like I thought, okay, you know, they'll have wrestle for a little bit and build up the suspense of who's gonna get it. Fucking five minutes, man. I walked in, and someone she got smacked, and then that was it. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who Bailey and Sasha pissed off in the back, man. But I, they are getting the shit end of the stick right now. And it sucks because you can't really take it out on them because we, we both know she got what booed. these two women are compa- capable of. I mean, we, we saw NXT Brooklyn. Oh, my Coop, God. You yeah. were there. We were there. The main event was Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor in a ladder yep. match. However, the women, Sasha and Bailey, stole the show. They stole No the question game. about it. And, and Sasha's entrance. Oh, my God, bro. And then we fast forward to this, and you got Sasha's now apparently a part of 205 Live. And then you also have <laughs> Bailey getting the they, shit kicked out of her. I would have been okay. I would have been okay with, with this if they kind of took a page out of The Rock and Mankind, the Royal Rumble, the I Quit match, where The Rock just kept beating the shit mm. out of Mankind. 
Yes. I would have been okay with that if Bailey would have just took the abuse for a little bit. But they really buried her. Seriously, I mean, I feel like there's some kind of conspiracy to where certain people just don't like certain NXT people. And when they come in, I think it's what's that, Kevin Dunn? I think it's that fucking goofball to where just the shit I've heard about this guy, I feel like it somewhat has to deal with him because look at Bailey's character in NXT how she was and, and great this is i think a different circumstance than like adam adam rose or the ascension like bailey is the good guy character you know what i mean so she's the underdog she was the underdog but like coming into raw you know she should have remained that underdog for a while to where she finally got the win to where they just threw the damn championship on her and then it just it was like okay we just killed that momentum of anything with her again and I, I just feel like they misuse a lot of these NXT stars, and uh, right now Bailey is another prime example to where it's like, who the fuck did she piss off? Like what you were saying to where uh, I don't even know. I'm sure they love Alexa Bliss and they're high on her right now, but still, I think they're just ruining Bailey's character to where she did some heel things, like she made uh, you know, like heel. She's done a little bit heelish things to where was it when she won the title? Uh, Sasha helped out or something to that effect or there's like weird little things like that but I just I feel like they don't know how to handle some of these characters when they come in and Bailey like what's next for her after this like what do you do to redeem yourself of being that good guy whatever uh, underdog I don't know it's she's done put a, put a fork in her right <laughs> maybe that's what WWE feels like I don't know it just seems like they rush these girls to the main roster. Or I shouldn't even say they really rushed them. They, they got very well fine-tuned down in NXT, and maybe they feel like, all right, these girls don't have much of a shelf life on TV because, I mean, the average career of a of a female superstar versus that of a male superstar, quite different. So who the hell knows? Maybe it's like, let's let's get what we can out of them before... I don't know. Maybe they want to start families or go on, move on to something else. I th- the I hell think knows? It, I think what it is, um, and it just came to my head. Okay, so when you're in NXT, you're doing one night of TV tapings. You're doing four weeks worth of TV tapings where the writers have everything prepared for you. And half the time throughout the, the weeks, like you're a specific individual. They're not on TV every week. They're displayed, they're advertised, but they're not on every week. You get to the main roster, and I think these writers are just so oblivious to like how to properly book talent that they're just so overwhelmed that they're just throwing shit at the wall and hoping it sticks. And when it comes to Bailey, like I mean, we've talked about this in the past on the show where they completely dropped the ball on this underdog character and they rushed the title on her. And they just made her look going going into WrestleMania look horrible, in my opinion. And they just don't know what to do with these people. They they really don't. And it, it's sad because we know that a girl like Bailey, Sasha, they have potential. We all know what they're capable of. And then they get to the main roster and they're just like completely like abused by the writers because these writers are just throwing stuff together thinking it's going to work and in reality it doesn't like this this is your life segment i mean i'm, I'm happy that they're acknowledging that it sucked <laughs> but it still doesn't take it back yeah. that it happened and I'm, this kind of makes me fear about people on nxt coming up to the main roster now i'm just like i would love to see guys come up but now 
it's like, do do you really want to see that? <laughs> you want to see that happen? Wait till that Velveteen Dream debuts, huh, guys? He's oh, so far. Fuck yeah, buddy. The next HBK. Hey. Jesus. This Justin Credo. Oh. Impact tonight. India. Bobby Lashley and Alberto El Patron from Mumbai, India. There you go. That shit. Can you believe this? Can't believe it, guys. Can't believe it's not butter. Uh, you know, just the fuck with you because. Well, well, either way, but guys, you know, uh, we have a lot to talk about. I think next week we have a lot to talk about, and uh, we'll probably let everybody know out there some of the plans moving forward with AWP. Tune in. We're gonna iron out some details of what's to come. Uh, I don't really know what else to say about that, but uh, stay tuned. And uh, yeah, anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. dot com.